As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, what an exciting afternoon in Charlotte. It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Wow, oh wow, oh wow. Am I so glad they added this this race to the elimination process of the playoffs. What an exciting day in Charlotte. Yeah, this is one thing I hope NASCAR doesn't change going in the future. What a way to end the first round in this playoffs. Uh, A lot of drivers I thought for sure were going to be okay uh, are not okay after today. And vice versa, drivers I thought there were a couple drivers that I'm like, yeah, they're probably out. And man, they, they fought back and... Uh, you know, came through, and they're moving along. And your guy, your pick, was in victory lane today in Charlotte. First time this season, I finally <laughs> got a pick right. So we've, we're both we're even now. Yeah, and I was early on in the race. Uh, I was a bit worried, <laughs> uh, especially when you know he made the mistake and hit the wall, but no damage. So uh, he was able to move along and. Man, he had a dominant car at the end. He really did. So I picked one right, you picked one right, so we get to advance on to the next round of the playoffs. So we're in we're in good shape. So we can still next week we can still broadcast the podcast because we've picked winners. Yeah. So we move on, we advance. So and we're it, there. It feels good having you know, my driver, Chase Elliott, you know, win early on. Uh, that kind of gives, you know, some good momentum for that team. Oh, yeah. And he's next week going to another track that he's won at. He does well at Talladega, another track good in this round that he's good at in this second round. Kansas Speedways in this round. So I'm excited for this next round. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished today at Charlotte on the road course, the Roval. In first place, Chase Elliott, followed by teammate Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick in third, Clint Boyer in fourth. Good run for him today. Brad Kozlowski in fifth. In sixth, William Byron, followed by Martin Truex Jr. In eighth, Ryan Blaney. Ninth, Jimmy Johnson. That's a top ten good run for him today. And in tenth, Joey Logano. Eleventh, Matt DiBenedetto. Twelfth, Michael McDowell. Thirteenth, Kyle Larson. Fourteenth, Eric Amarillo. Ty Dillon, fifteenth, Paul Menard. Sixteenth, seventeenth, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Eighteenth, Chris Buescher. Nineteenth, Denny Hamlin. And twentieth, Kurt Busch. 21st. 21st. Ryan Freeze. Uh, in 22nd, Ross Chastain. 23rd, Austin Dillon, followed by Bubba Wallace, Matt Tipped, Parker Klingerman in 26th, Corey LaJoy in 27th, Landon Castle, JJ Le- Yelly, and in 30th, Timmy Hill. Joe Nemechek, 31st. Ryan Newman, 32nd. Daniel Hemrick, 33rd. Daniel Suarez, 34th. David Reagan, 35th. Garrett Smithley, 36th. 37th, Kyle Bush. He actually bailed out of his car during the uh, red flag. He said, I'm three laps down. There's no point in staying out here sweating. So it's 37th, Kyle Busch. 38th, Josh Balicki. 39th, Reed Sorensen. And 40th, 
Another 40th finish for Eric Jones. Gotta love the dedication of Kyle Busch. Oh, he is such a dedicated guest. He's so dedicated. And don't get me wrong. I can't imagine the heat inside the office. Uh, they were showing, I think, Matt, Matt D'Ambetto's car, and the side of his car, and it was like 118 degrees when they were sitting on the red flag. That's got to suck beyond imagination. <laughs> yes, it I mean, does. we complain about the heat and humidity, but I mean, they're in those fire suits, and when they're, you know, standing still on a red flag, there's no air. I mean, it's got to be miserable, but the thing is, I mean, it's you're in the sport, and it, it is what it is. And yeah, so, I mean, well, you know, Cowboys is not used to running three laps down, and it's just hard on him. It's just really tough on the old boy to to be that to just suck that bad. And I think I, it's another reason I like this race. Everybody, everybody, just let a little cry or shed a little tear for Cowboys today because it was hot and he wasn't running well, and so he took his ball and went home early. Now, two teams that. Have- Probably got to come away feeling good. Hendrick Motorsports, all four drivers in the top ten. And Penske, all three of their drivers are in the top ten. So, uh, great run. And then, you know, Boyer and Harvick, you got, you know, two Stuart Haas drivers who are in the playoffs uh, in the top ten. So, uh Great run today. Well, we knew going into the race, the guys who had to run well at this race to stay in the playoffs, and one who had to run really, really well and he did, was Clint Boyer. He did everything he needed to do to stay in the playoff chase. He picked up tons and tons of points today, so he's in. He, he made it, um, and he had to. He, he had to have a good run. He couldn't. Eric Jones, the exact opposite. Another was, 40th place finish after being disqual- after being moved to the And he was already place. in after last week after yeah, that. Yeah, he, he was done. Win. It was done after, after the penalty, and... So that team is out. So and Kurt Busch, I think, was also. I think we knew he was in a must-win situation. Yeah. So there were really, honestly, there were really no surprises as far as as far as the playoffs uh, are concerned in my mind as I look at them. I, I after Newman's, you know, his impressive run last week. I mean, it was back and forth today with him and Bowman, and I was sort of shocked to see him not make it up. I mean. It was just, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It was, you know, you had a couple drivers like Kurt Busch and Eric Jones that were in a must win, and they were definitely going to be probably be out. But then there were so many others, so many other factors. And uh, Boyer just, I mean, a great run today, just, you know. Saved him. Yeah. And Newman had a great run last week. And this week was, I mean, it was back and forth. But at the end, uh, Bowman was able to get in just by a point. Just by a point. But, but actually, all Ryan Newman had to do is to is to stay ahead of Eric Amarillo, and he, he he coming on the closing laps of that race, he just he just drove it too hard into the corner, and had to lock up the brakes, and that he was done, because Amarillo got by him, and that's what that's what doomed him. It was a mistake, but that's what I love about this this road course, and this is why they've needed a road course in the playoffs from the beginning because road courses can change. You've got to be a good road course racer, and and the guys who are, guess what? They finished at the top of the field. And this is a road course, you know, we only race in the uh, postseason. It's fairly, you know, new. So a lot of the drivers that still, I mean, I think Jimmy Johnson wrecked in practice, I saw. There were Um, a lot of guys that wrecked in practice. And in last year's race, a crazy finish at the end with Truex and Johnson. So, 
I mean, this this is only the second time we've seen the Cup drivers here, but man, both times, crazy racing and uh, just f it's fun. And uh, I, I almost wish that you know we did race this in the regular season too. I want to see this. The drivers come to the, here twice a year. No, I, I kind of like the mix. I, whether it be this one or I, I, I want a road course in the playoffs. Um, I think I like the Roval being in the playoffs because, man, it's a tough road course. It really is. When you look at some of those turns, if you if you take a look at the diagram of the track, of the track, there's some wicked turns in this in this race on this race course um, that are totally different than anything they see all year round. It's not like the the road course at Sonoma. It's not like Watkins Glen. It's totally different. It's a whole different feel. It's a whole different type of racing. And, uh, man, I loved it. I loved it today. And, uh, you know, just because you make an error, we saw some guys make some errors getting into the turns and whatnot. And Chase Elliott, what an error he made early on on a restart when he just went straight into the tire barrier and was able to take that car to pit road. And, and they pushed the hood back down and put some tape on it and said, go get him, boy. And guess what? He did. And that was an amazing finish by him. And and we talked earlier Upstairs, we we were talking about how he was fortunate that that was not a typical safer barrier that he ran into, because there would have been a lot more damage to that car if it had been the typical wall or the typical safer barrier. I have a quote from uh, Elliot after the race uh, from the Associated Press. He says, "I can't believe I did that. I don't think you could have done anything more stupid leading the race than what I did." But I mean, <laughs> it's you know, Truex Jr. spun out last week. Again, at all, no damage though, and was able to come back. You know that car is still in decent shape. You know, hardly any damage, no damage. You know, maybe you have to replace some tires. Then, uh, you know, good things can still happen. And then the race isn't over until it's over. Yeah. And I was just reading this here too. Uh, I guess after the race, Bowman had some heat issues, so medical attendants were having to attend him. Um, he was slumped next to his car, and while they were there, Bubba Wallace, I guess, wasn't happy with Bowman, who um, deliberately spun him during the race. But I guess Bubba Wallace went over to Bowman and just threw water in his face as retaliation. Which, you know, Bowman probably not the worst thing when you're. Overrated. Yeah, it's. I remember back in the day um, when the then Craftsman Truck Series raced here at Kansas Speedway, and their date here at Kansas Speedway typically was the 4th of July weekend, and it usually was the Saturday that they raced in Daytona on Saturday night for the 400. And I remember working out at the track and working with some of the teams at, the, at that time. Uh, I had a, a, a driver I worked with and did some PR work for who had raced at Kansas Speedway. And the last time that that, that I was there, the last time they raced there in the middle of July on a Saturday, I remember. I remember the temperatures inside of the trucks reaching 130 and 140 degrees, and we had drivers having to be pulled out of their trucks. They had severe burns on their feet because of the heat. Uh, the guy that I, I was working with, he lost 10 pounds that day in that race because of the heat. I mean, it was brutal. And I had family. Um, I never made it out there for the July races, but I had family who you know had season tickets since the very beginning, and 
they talked about to this day like how miserable that was like oh it was it was horrible and and even even just down on pit road and 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 being there and i was fortunate like i said fortunate enough to work with a guy and, and to be able to be on pit road but the temperature of the asphalt on pit road was 160 or 170 degrees it was ridiculously hot and i mean the 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 health concerns for these drivers it was very real and and uh, it just got to the point it was just too dangerous in my mind and I, I it's been so long ago I don't remember the the thinking behind it at the time but in my mind it was just it just got to be too dangerous to have those drivers there on in July the race started at noon or one o'clock I don't remember exactly but it was so so hot and you saw some of that today and and I did I I saw the picture of of Bowman sitting just he couldn't get up he 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 literally fell out of his car he he just and didn't have the strength Ryan Newman was ready to his crew you know have bags of ice ready and i mean this it's been like this i mean forever in nascar just yep. and and you know i wish there was a way to improve because it is so hot i remember you know years ago when bobby hamilton won in talladega and he after the race he just you know sat down next to his car and was just i mean this really takes a toll on these drivers i mean people say you know nascar's not a sport these guys aren't athletes they're not athletes yeah oh man but come on i tell you i i couldn't do i couldn't sit in the heat like that for that long um and i remember we were talking about the July truck race and i remember you know those drivers having to hook up to ivs to get water and then I mean, yeah it was it was pretty much a standard procedure when when guys would <clears throat> in the truck race here when they would crash and they'd be out of the race, they'd go to the infield care center and they'd take IV for liquids just because it was so, so dang hot. And it was, it was miserable. And uh, it, to, to, to not understand, there's no way, there's no way they, can, they can adequately get people to understand what it's like. You just can't. I mean, TV pictures don't show it. Um, you just can't understand what that's like unless you've been through something like it. I don't know what I that mean, would it, be. It takes such a toll on your, you know, you were saying 10 pounds. And, I mean, it it takes a toll on your body. Like, I mean, it's I mean, it's like sitting in a, you know, sauna or steam room for four hours. And I get I get a little bit out of shape when the thermostat temperature in the house gets to 72. I'm such a wimp. Oh, I, I'm there <laughs> with you. <laughs> but these guys are... are they are athletes. They are amazing. They 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 do so many more things nowadays as opposed to back in. I mean, back in the in the early days of NASCAR, I mean, there'd be drivers who would smoke while they're while they're while they're running down the back stretch at whatever speedway. And of course, they they were actually stock cars then, and the <laughs> the cars had ashtrays in them and they had lighters in them, and it was crazy. And these were guys who worked for a living. They came to race on the weekends and. These guys now it's a full time job and they're they have trainers and they're in the gym and they're working and they're they're paying attention to nutrition. Um, some of them, Tony Stewart, Denver really did until later in his career. He he always he always used to say his regimen was Big Macs and fries and but now they take such good care of themselves that it's not quite as bad now, but it's still it's still a big deal. The heat is and it just it just wipes you out. And it'll take a couple of days for these guys to recover from this. Um so that they get get to feeling good and get to feeling stronger and be ready for for next weekend's race. Let's go ahead and take a uh, your winner Chase Elliott met with the media after the race today and and talked about uh, just what a day he had in Charlotte. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely at, at the time I thought we were we were done uh, for sure, and uh, you know I, I could see you know, they were showing it up on the big screen. I could see the big screen down the back, and I was looking at it, and you know I, I was like, well, the hood's not that bad, but I, I thought the splitter was you know knocked up, and I felt like if that was going to be the case, then we were probably done um, from there, and, and obviously just a, a really stupid mistake. I mean, I'm not sure that you could do something more stupid uh, than than that. So. If there ever is a uh, notebook of things not to do, that should be number one in that uh, in that book. You got to love Chase Elliott, and I know you do. I don't have to tell you this. I'm telling this to the people out there. He gets out of his car, and he's just so personable. He's just so laid back, so easygoing. And, and like you, you read the quote from him, man, you couldn't do anything more stupid than what I did to – I'm leading that race, and what I do, I drive straight into the barrier – he, that's why people love him. That's why he. That's why he, he's so much like his dad in that way, and that's why his dad was a seventeen or eighteen time uh, f- fan favorite driver, voted fan favorite driver of the year, the most popular driver. There, I got the right the the right title, and it's the same thing. Same reason Junior won that title for so many years in a row because they relate to the fans. Chase Elliott seems like the kind of kid. Well, I, he's a kid to me, but he seems like the kind of guy that you could just go get a burger with and just hang out with and just chat and have a good time. I don't think he has fully realized what a superstar he is in this sport, and I like that. I hope he never does. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I was looking when I knew Gordon was approaching retirement. It's like, okay, I need to find a new driver. I wasn't going to go with someone that was already successful in the Cup Series. It was like, because that's what my brother did with Jimmy Johnson. In 2001, no one was retiring, but he was kind of like, because we both kind of got in the sport, went with Jeff Gordon, who was already at that time a three-time champion, about to become a four-time champion. So my brother was like, I want to start fresh with someone that I can say is my driver. And he happened to choose Jimmy Johnson. We knew he was coming up yeah. into Hendrick Motorsports. Gordon was going to be a co-owner. And so I was kind of looking. Of course, I wanted to stick with Hendrick. And my uncle and I had been talking about Chase and, you know, his success in the Xfinity series. And I just remember like kind of, you know, scouting him out. And I was like, yeah, whenever that, that's my guy, I know he'll be in the cup series soon. And when we both said like, you know, when he was racing for junior, it was like, they're holding on to him. He's gonna, and I wasn't for sure if he would be in Gordon's spot, but, uh, I was like, hopefully he goes to Hendrick Motorsports, but that's going to be my guy. And sure enough, you know, he went 24 now nine, and uh, not been disappointed. It's been kind of fun to see a young rising star um, in the series. Yeah, it's it's that's pretty much like my my. I was a Jeff Gordon was my was my guy back in the day, and and I pretty much it's pretty much the same story. I I and I think we've talked about this before. I started following him on a on a uh, series on ESPN called Thursday Night Thunder, where they raced op- open wheel dirt cars and. Uh, I got to see him there and see him win there, and all the talk then was he was going to go to to uh, indie racing, and he was going to he's going to go to the IRL, and that's where he was going to make his career. And I'm like, oh man, don't do that. Come to NASCAR. Come and drive stock cars. And he went to uh, he went to the Buck Baker Racing School at Rockingham, North Carolina, at the Rockingham Speedway, and and uh, learned how to drive a stock car there and, and impress some guys, and and the rest of they say as they say is history, but. It's fun to find somebody at at that age, at that you know, coming into the sport that you can just latch onto, and that's your guy. And 
And it's really cool when they come up and they're they're successful. Yeah, and I'm so glad I'm not a Kyle Busch fan. <laughs> Kyle Busch is I mean, a challenge. He's a challenge. I mean, Kyle Busch is one of those guys you either love him or hate him. It's just, I mean, there's no there's no middle ground with yeah. Kyle Busch. And every time I start getting like, because I try to look at all drivers. I mean, what they do, like you know, sit in that hot car, sucks, but you know that's what you get paid for. And I try to look, you know, on bad days, you know, no one like, you know, we all have bad days at work. And there's times I try to, you know, give him a break. But then, and the day not so bad, but, you know, the interview a couple weeks ago. And just. I mean, there was, today, there was no, he wasn't going to lose anything. For, for for bailing out, he wasn't going to pick up any more points or any other positions. He was already locked in to the next round. He there was nothing. He was neither going to improve anything or lose anything. But still, just to it's just not a good look in my mind. Just yeah. not a good look to just walk off. And Especially say, for the fans who are out there. And yeah, they pay good money to come in and see you finish, even though <laughs> even though it was hot. Poor poor Kyle. I feel bad for him. So. Newman's out. Eric Almirola's out. Uh, and we knew Kurt Busch and Eric Jones. Uh, Almirola, um, I think this is his second year with Stuart Haas. Yes, and second year. I don't. We still haven't seen a win out of him yet, have we? No, no, no win there yet. And he's he's kind of like Boyer. I mean, Boyer has a couple wins underneath you know since he's been in Stuart Haas, but has never been able to be consistent. Um. So here's the field. Here's the the, the advancing to the round of twelve. Obviously, your number one number one seed is Martin Truex Jr., who comes out of the first round with two wins, and uh, contended for a long time today. Really, Kevin Harvick, in the number four Stuart Haas Ford, Kyle Busch third, Brad Keselowski, the number two Penske Ford, Denny Hamlin, Joe Gibbs Racing, Joey Logano Penske, Chase Elliott Hendrick, Kyle Larson. Chip Ganassi Racing, William Byron for Hendrick, Clinton Boyer, Stuart Haas, Ryan Blaney just barely made it in, just barely hung out there by 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 virtue of his points uh, with Penske is in. And Alex Bowman is the last guy to qualify for the next round. And some of these guys you might think, you know, with Boyer, like, okay, yeah, he got lucky this time. You know, there's he's probably going to be out this time. But, I mean, this playoff, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And remember, back in 2014, didn't happen this time, but Newman made it to the Final Four just on points. Didn't get a one win in, in the season and gave Harvick a run for his money. Yeah, he did. And so even if a driver hasn't, you know, any of these – all the drivers that have made it now to the next round all have a chance at this point. And now, you know, Truex, two wins. He's not locked into the third round now. It's it's back to the beginning for him, yep. too. When in your end now, that's uh, even though he won two in the first round, it means nothing now going forward. So uh, I think Truex is okay. I think he's going to be okay. I'm not worried about him at all. Can you guess who the last two in the last the last two years who the winners are at Dover, or the last two races? Oh, let's see. I don't remember. Truex and Chase Elliott. Wow, that's shocking. So the two guys that have won so far in the postseason, they're the last have two have run winners. pretty well. 
Yeah, so I, I, when you look at those 12, you look at the 12 that are left. I don't think there's any surprises there who's, who's, who's in the 12. I, I'm not surprised really by the guys who were eliminated. Um, I, was I really, thought Kurt Busch would stick around a little yeah, bit longer. I'm, I think I'm, that would be my one surprise. I'm kind of bummed. I, you know, 15 years ago, if I told myself I'd be bummed, Kurt Busch <laughs> uh, was out. But, you know, we've, we've talked about that in the past. But, you know, first, for his first year, you know, Chip Canassi. And did good things for Chip yeah. Canassi Racing. Really good things. And had, you got to win. Made it to playoffs. Just, I mean, there's just times where you can have a decent season, sometimes a great season, but you come in the playoffs. And it just kind of goes south for you early on. And that's what happened with Kurt Busch. Just bad luck hit the first, you know, couple races. And uh, he got in a must-win situation. But just tough break for a good start to the season. But, you know, he can still race for a win And the races we have left. And, um, you know, next season he – He's got to feel good, you know, with this team. Oh yeah, with with all the progress they made and everything that they got done at, at the one team this year, there's nothing to be ashamed of. They did, they had more results, better results this one year, one season with Kurt Busch at the helm of the number one car than they did in several years with Jamie McMurray. So, nothing to be nothing to be nothing to be ashamed of there at all. And just going down the looking at. Um, the list in 17th place we have Ricky Stenhouse Jr. followed by 18th Chris Busher, who was it was just announced this week that who <laughs> will take Stenhouse's ride. And I'm curious on that one. You know Newman again didn't get a win, barely. You know got knocked out in this first round, but still to make it into the playoffs. Roush hasn't been the team it was years ago with Mark Martin. They're a second or, class team now. And honestly, Chris Busher brought, I mean, both Busher and Stenhouse brought a lot of success to Roush in the Xfinity series. And I felt bad for Bush, Busher, who did make it in the cup. Yeah, he, he's been in the cup series the last few years. He does have a win, but it's one of those wins like we had at Daytona July. It was one of those weird, it was called race. He just happened to be at the right spot at the right time. It was just luck. Who was it? Who, who was the guy that won the race? Daytona? Yeah, the rain short one. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's exactly what we said. You would not remember who won that race. No, Busher, I remember. No, Busher, I remember his win. But the guy who, it was Justin Justin Daly, I think. Or Haley. That sounds right. I don't know. But but we said that at the time. He was in the right place at the right time. And I remember his, I remember his car owner in the press conference giving a pretty foul mouth. Uh, expletive-laden press conference saying what a great team they were, what a great strategy. You had no strategy, and I said it at the time. You had no strategy. You you were at the you were at the lead when they called the race. You won by default. Nobody's going to remember you or your team or your driver when it comes to the playoffs. And I did. I couldn't remember his name and, honestly. And Busher remembered because you know Busher was very successful in the Xfinity series and won you know a championship. And I felt bad because he wasn't able to get into a top team and since he's been in the Cup. But then he happened to get a win before I think it was Chase Elliott or Ryan Blaney, who, you know, Blaney was racing for the Wood Brothers at the time. Elliott was with Hendrick Motorsports. And Busher got this luck win at Pocono. And it was just like, are you kidding me? I was like, <laughs> man, he can't. I'm like, it's a you know, win's a win. But, man, but I am looking forward to seeing, you know, what he can do 
uh, and with Roush, it's I think it's a step up from the team he's been on. Yes. So I'll be curious, but again, Roush, like we said, it's a second tier team now. But Newman was able to have some success there. Newman's had more success than anybody there in 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 the last few years. And Stenhouse was he was one of those guys that he was good at the restrictor plate tracks, but. Um, that was about it. He just – you never saw him elsewhere. And it's a bummer for him because he – I think he had two Xfinity championships for Roush. Yeah. And I, I do hope that he, he does find a, a ride. Now, speaking of open driver seats, there is another open seat at Richard Childress Racing. That's right. Daniel Hemrick's out. Daniel Hemrick's out. rookie season. And he was one of the ones, like I mentioned, I think, before the race, the Monster Energy Open – before the all-star race um he impressed me there and i'm kind of shocked out already but again that was the only time i you know non-points race um that he impressed me with his racing and other than that never saw him but it's still i just feel like i don't know how long his contract was but i mean just out after one year um i wonder if you know richard childress is i'm curious like you said there's an open seat now is it going to be filled by another dylan God, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> I like Ty better than Austin, but I just feel it's like, I don't know. Uh, you want to be successful? Because what? Rachel Childress is almost as bad as Roush racing anymore. They're, I mean. They're not the, te- they're not the team of 10 years no. ago. And, you know, Richard loves his grandkids. He's a good grandpa. He's a he's a good businessman. He's a smart businessman. But man, if they if they move if they move Austin Dillon into or Ty Ty Dillon, I get my Dillons confused. Their dad Mike Dillon he raced too. But anyways, if he moves him into that car, uh, goodbye Richard Childress Racing as being a factor in the Cup Series. So yeah. That's just all I got to say. That's what if you're going to make smart business decision. I mean, really, I think we talked before, Austin would probably be out at this point. If he were driving for anybody else, he'd be looking for a job, in my opinion. When you have a guy like like Daniel Hemrick out who just, like you said, rookie season, didn't bring any results, he's gone. If, if, if yeah, he would be gone. He wouldn't be, he would be looking for a ride. I almost wish, though, I'm happy for Matt Benedetto, but I almost wish his situation had waited just a little bit longer and this, this Childress ride opened up because I think Childress is, money-wise, is a better team. They have more resources. They have more money. And I would like to have seen what Matt Benedetto could have done in a Childress racing car. He's with a good team now, but they just don't have they just don't have the money that these other bigger teams have. The Wood Brothers are legendary, and and Matt Benedetto fits their he fits their culture. He's a good, just a good human being, and he's he's a good race car driver. And they have an alliance with Penske, which probably helped. And Blaney, you know, he had some success before you know finally getting up to Penske. Um, not I don't, he's not up there with Brad or Joey yet, but. You know, he's still running well. He's in the playoffs. Um, Can you think of any other open seats that you see on the horizon as we wind down the season? Um, I really can't think of any. No. 
Gibbs, I don't see them, you know, anyone there leaving. Um, Hendrick, absolutely not. Uh, not the, yet. Not this season. Um, you know, we talked Richard Childress, Roush, um, Stuart Haas, I think. I think they're pretty well set. I yeah. don't think anybody's going anywhere. I, I don't know when. I, I don't know when Boyer's contract is up. Boyer, but also Suarez. Uh, no, Suarez already. He's already out um, on that team. Um, God, I'm still <laughs> getting used to some of the switches just this season. Uh, so Chip Canassi, I, you know, no changes there. Um, and who I, came in? Who replaced Suarez? Eric Omar. Eric Amarillo did. No, he replaced Danica. Nah, well, I don't remember. I don't have them all in front of me right now. <laughs> Memory is a terrible no. thing to waste. Okay. Daniel Suarez is on Stuart Haas. And Kurt. Suarez went Kurt. into the 41 car. Yeah. Kurt and Kyle Larson. Okay. Finally got my mind straight now. We yeah. had a crazy Kansas City Chiefs game, too. My mind's still <laughs> settling from that and this race. But, yeah, um, I, I think we probably, of the of the, seat, of the surprising seats that, that were opened up, um, uh, well, Stenhouse Jr. wasn't really a surprise to me. No. I, I, it really wasn't. Hemrick was a surprise. I didn't think – that was just a, a surprise. So we'll see who fills those – those seats, and there'll be announcements coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, some may wait till the off season because that used to be when silly season started. They used to call the NASCAR Cup Series off season silly season because there used to be lots of movement, lots of changes. Not so much anymore, but we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that while while uh, you never know the I mean, snow flies. No one expected, you know, Carl Edwards a couple years ago. That was. Still blows my mind to this day. And Kyle Ed, Carl Edwards, what he's just like f- gone off the radar. You don't hear anything about him. He's not associated with racing in any shape, manner, or form that we know of. You know, Junior Junior is is with NBC Sports. Gordon is with Fox. Um, you know, some of those guys are still involved in racing. Gordon still owns. He's still part owner of Hendrick Motorsports. Tony Stewart, Stewart Haas. Tony Stewart. But even Tony Stewart, he's really been... It doesn't shock me the way he, you know, he doesn't want to be in front of the camera and the media. But like, I think Stewart's enjoying retirement. I think he's probably enjoying running his team. And I think he prefers it to stay out of the spotlight. I think he's still... I think... I think I read somewhere well, he, was he, he still he still he still he still runs his dirt cars. One of I think it was Trucks Junior's win or not Trucks Junior. Uh, Kevin Harvick's win at the Brickyard. Stewart was like hanging on the fence with uh, Harvick in Indianapolis. So that was the first time I had really seen him in a while. But he's he's just he's his driving career was done in Cup, and now he's he's basically gone. I'm sure he's at the track, but car owners don't really attract that much attention. Um, but I, I still kind of miss Tony Stewart being in the mix. I really do. Um, I loved his his personality. He was <laughs> he could be contentious, or he could have a lot of fun. Boy, I could not stand him when I first got in the racing. <laughs> uh, him and Gordon, like I was a Gordon fan, but and I got into fights in school with people. Wow, fans. not physical fights, but it got verbal enough where. 
um, when I was in Boy Scouts, I would be get heated up, I, and I would really be. I'd get way too personal, and the scout leaders would have to tell me to cool. Wow, out. Brian Lane, the SmackDown. Um, That's awesome. And at that time, being a Gordon fan, right after you know Earnhardt's death, wasn't popular. And I had family members, and I was ten, eleven. And I just I kind of at first you know you take a few jokes, but then it was constant and constant, and I couldn't watch a race with anyone, family or friends, without them making fun of Jeff Gordon, and it just was like it sucked. <laughs> but then he won the championship that year, so it was kind of like yeah, so, yeah what take now? that, yeah, let me hear you now, talk to me now about that. But yeah, um, so it's uh, it's interesting to see what. Will Stenhouse Jr. end up at a at a good team? Will he will he end up at a top tier team? I don't think so. Will there be a lower lower tier ride that opens up for him, or is he done? I don't know. But but uh, we'll stick around to see. I, I can't. He's so young. I, I wouldn't imagine he would be done. But it all depends on if somebody wants to invest the money in him or if he has a sponsor to take with him. I don't know. But we'll keep an eye on that. There's so much. We talk about how the off season is really long in NASCAR, but really it's not. You go from about the middle of November to about the middle of January, and then all of a sudden you're back to racing again. But really, this there's action in this sport even in the off season with changes in teams, changes crew chief changes, and there's a lot to keep up with during the off season. But we're not through with this season just yet. We have a fresh. Round of eight, 12, round of 12. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> round of 12, and looming large out there in this round of the playoffs is a little track down in Alabama, Talladega, which can really alter the playoff positions in one little crash. Yeah, <laughs> and it could help some of these drivers who are – um, might be in a must win at that point, or just it could be an unexpected locked in. Um, though I know it's we're still got a ways to go, but for some reason, Penske seems to be really having success there. And I know it's not next week's race, but um, and I might change my mind then, but I'm feeling like Penske is going to have good luck there. Now, I mean, Hendrick Motorsports Chase has great luck too, won there this year, so. We're not there yet. Not like there yet. Better. No, we're not there yet. But I just, I always wonder if the drivers think about it that way too. The, the big one at Talladega is looming out there, large in the in the in the future. And anyone who can lock in the next two races before uh, Talladega, that would be, be huge. That and would be a, huge. Breath of fresh air. I mean, Talladega is still not going to be any fun for them. It's because you just. It's not a matter of if, it's when the big one's going to happen. Yep, and if you're locked in, you're good. But we got to get through next week first. And next week, like you mentioned before, Dover. And the last two winners were Truex and Chase Elliott. Before that was Kevin Harvick, who won the last race of the regular season. So the last three winners... Uh, <laughs> have won at Dover. So... Since you were the smart guy this week and picked the winner, I'll let you go first. Who is your pick going to be for next weekend? I'm going to go with Truex Jr. Truex Jr. I think he's going to win. Uh, he, he won there earlier this year in the spring, I think. Um, 
I don't think the road course was his deal today, but I think uh, once we get back at the Oval, I think he's going to make something happen, that team. I'm going to go way out on a limb at Dover next weekend. I'm going to say Jimmy Johnson gets back to victory lane in Dover. And he had a good that cat used to dominate Dover. I mean, he, the, the monster on that mile was Jimmy Johnson back in the day because he won every year. And he, he ran up front a bit today. Ran up front today. He's got nothing to lose. He's he's out there about about winning. It if he wins, it's it breaks the longest streak of his career where he hasn't won. It doesn't mean anything towards the playoffs, but I think it would be huge, huge, huge for that team to get a win. I think if he you know if he does get that win, and whenever he gets his next win, it's going to be like Earnhardt winning the five hundred. I think other teams are going to congratulate him. I think just a lot of teams feel for him right now in the drought he's had. Though I think a lot of other drivers are kind of like, you got seven champions, you're fine. It might be a la Jeff Gordon at Martinsville, his last win. Yeah. Which was very emotional. Yeah, oh, I remember that. I was probably, that was the same day the Kansas City Royals won, uh, which, you know, today was Ned Yost. He's retired now. Retired now. Their regular season came to an end today, but that was the same day that they won the 2015 World Series. But, man, I was probably more pumped up about Gordon. It was a big win. It really was. It really was. All right. Well, that that about wraps it up for this week. But whatever happens this week, we'll we'll stay on top of it. We we talk, we chat NASCAR all through the week and have a good time doing it. And we will keep you up to date. And whatever happens next week in Dover, we'll be here on the Fox Four Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell, and I'm Brian Dealey. Everybody, have a great week. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.